It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Kennedy Space Center on Merritt Island, Florida, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now, let's hunt alligators. All right. We're really good at that? Uh, you said we were going to do it, so I I brought uh, my, all- well, what, not my the alligator hunting satchels that they sell around here, uh, four lemons, a red and yellow onion, allspice, and, you know, some, some of those chain mail gloves. So. Oh, I'm ready. Then we're fine. We're set. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, do we have anything else that we're supposed to do before that? Um, I don't know. Eric the caddy was going to come over. He had some exciting news for us. All right. Well, let's not let's not do anything until he gets on here. Hang on one second. Me fire up the old two stroke generator back here. Eric, this is Matt and Martin uh, from the Duke of Pipso podcast. Are you there? (laughs) Of course, I'm here. I'm always here. Uh, Eric, good to hear from you, man. All right. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I just was waiting. I thought that you, uh, Martin, had gotten lost. No, I mean, I did, but I, I eventually found it. Okay. Um, I did. <laughs> wow. You think everything's funny. It's awesome. Dude, I love you. You're funny. I, I love know. you. Uh, I know. We love funny. you, too. Everyone hey, does. Hey, hey, listen. You uh, you can't be funny if you don't love somebody, or if you don't if you don't let them love you. I know all about that. I'll tell you what. You okay. Gotta be, you, uh, love is is funny, and also it was amazing. You know that goes to tell you actually that I went on a date uh, last oh. weekend. <laughs> great. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, so I picked up some flowers. I got two different kinds, and then. Uh, I I showed her each one, and the one she didn't like, I stomped on it on the ground and ground it into like fucking. Uh, I mean, uh, ground it into. We'll edit that out. Me. It's fine. I ground it into this powder with my legs and my foot, and then I drove my I my this all wheel drive Cadillac, and I burned out all four tires on it because I'm sick of that. I don't, if she doesn't like those flowers, then forget it. We destroy them. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So are you going to have a second date? <laughs> Wait, are you giving me a hard time right now? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make small yeah. talk. <laughs> you know what? You think this is funny, but actually, I really did, I really did want to have a second date with her, man. And I tried really hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Anyway, look, look, uh, I, I could tell you about, uh, we, we, we drank wine, uh, the, we watched the sun go down on the prairie, man, and like, you know, I, lo- I love her. Well, I mean, I like her. I could see myself loving her. And so I don't appreciate you making fun of me. We're, <laughs> we're not trying to make fun of you, I promise. We're just, we're on your side. We want you, we love you. We love <laughs> love. <laughs> oh, 
give me a break, Martin. Look, I'm out of here. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Great. Great to see Thanks you. Thanks a we lot, Eric. You. Take it easy. Wow, it sounds like things are on the up and up. I know. I couldn't be happier for him. He, I think it's amazing. He took it the wrong way, but whatever. Well, but I think maybe when he thinks back on it, he'll remember that we wanted what was best for him. That's right. We always did. Right. Anyway, um, well, should we get to the, I, I feel like we've, you know, we should not wait too much longer to get to the, the topic of the show. No, I'm literally uh, super excited to get into this. Well, you should be. And I actually, know. I am too. I, I've always sort of hoped I would get to do one of these. And now I'm not only doing one, but I'm doing one with my uh, podcasting partner and uh, founder of Step Mill Enterprises, Martin Miller. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, a lot of you may know me through various outlets, whether it's the golf course, maybe a baseball game. Maybe just life. Um, but I'm really proud to announce I have a big project coming out. Uh, right now, it looks like Halloween. I'm coming out with a autobiographical, self-help, sort of like a Chronicles of Narnia hmm. type thing. It's my new book. Oh, I'm wow. really excited about it. Yeah. Um, it's called Build Your Bitster Chair. Okay. It's going to retail the special edition hardcover autographed. It's going to retail for ninety nine ninety seven. Uh, you can nice. look for it on our website, which hasn't come out yet, but it will. That, of course, is bitster.biz. Sure. So once that drops, just order it. Uh, we don't accept, you know, Bitcoin or crypto. It's no. basically just checks. Uh, cashier's checks or bank check. Right. That's basically it. You can just make it out directly to me, Martin Miller, ninety nine ninety seven. And, you know, once all the details will be up on the website, I couldn't be more excited. It's my life work. Yeah. Honestly, I, I it's amazing. Um, so listen, uh, I think let, we should get started with the interview because, I mean, people just are going to obviously want to know more about this. Um, sure. I just, I guess I got to just ask you, Martin, what inspired you to write this book? Well, I have a passion for a few things. Education, self-help. Yep. Trying new things. Sure. Reading and just general literacy, whether it's financial or just language or love or carpentry and everyone's has a unique struggle you know what i mean oh yes and i feel like it reaches out and accomplishes what everyone wants in life which is different for everybody but yet the same so you're you're saying there's like a sort of a a uh, the book taps into kind of like a human essential element of humanity. Is that what you mean? In a way, I think you're vastly oversimplifying it. But let's just say this man, animal, they've sought out something for eternity. 
And this book, I think, appeals to everyone at the same time in a different way, but yet appeals to no one. Okay. Okay. That's Um, really interesting. Thank you. It's not just filled with sort of platitudes and generalizations, but it's specific to you while at the same time being specific to everyone. Okay. Well, I was that sort of ruins my next question, which was, can you tell me about the book? Uh, but anyway. Sure. Um, um, no, so no, no. Like I no, said. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's. Give me the why of, and the what here, okay? Yeah. Um, so I feel like for a long time, people have sought something, whether it's literacy, through money. A lot of people collect fancy silver and, you know, like Paul Revere, silversmith type things. Sure. But yet they feel unfulfilled. Right. I know that. And so this is for them. At the same time, it's for me. It's for you. It's for the future. It's for the past. It's semi-autobiographical. Like at the same time, it's, you know, a lot of the themes that C.S. Lewis talked about. At the same time, I think it reaches a lot of things that he didn't really get into because he was sort of short-sighted and not a true author in the sense of the word. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And I feel it's got pictures in it, um, but if you don't want the pictures, it has everything else that you need at the same time. Okay. I think you'll definitely want to get the fancier edition. Uh, for a collectible. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, you know, based on a lot of research I've done that first edition books can go for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Wow. And I expect, so you, you know, must this be will rich beat already. all those prices. Yeah. Holy smokes. I've already well, had all I, the richest copies. People. I bought two copies. Yeah. So does that mean you have $2 million? Well, I mean, in a way, I don't want to. It's not about the money. I just, I just needed to put something under my computer so my neck didn't hurt so much when I was on my laptop. You could get so, a neck brace. Let me ask you another question. Sure. What did you learn when writing the book? Well, I learned at one point. You know, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nope. When the when the Nazis open the Ark of the Covenant and they all turn into skeletons because the wrath of God destroyed them? No, nope, I don't know that. Well, imagine that went in an opposite way. And at the same time, you have all the wisdom of the universe, but also all the wisdom of a child. Okay. I feel like I accomplished that and yet so much more. All right. All right. Well, that's really interesting. What surprised you you the most? Just the time. I felt like when I was in the writing process, there were periods where time seemed to stop. I called it the fourth dimension. And at the same time, it seemed like years, hundreds of years passed. Um, it reminded me of this movie, this documentary I saw, Altered States, where they go into this 
compression tank and then turn into wild creatures, werewolves, jaguars, zebras, and whatnot. Mm. Got it. Yeah. So they're just full of surprises. It sounds like that. If you're capable of this kind of life quest, I think it's something you need to tackle head on. Well, listen, uh, I have another question. What does the title mean? Now, usually when I ask that, you know, it's sort of self-explanatory, but um, this I think the meaning of this one is a little less obvious. What exactly is a bitster chair? Great question. And I'm really glad that you asked it. Um, for me, the bitster chair is, it's sort of like the third wheel. You don't know really what it is until you find it. And then you want to build it and never let it go. Now, for most people, it's a chair. For other people, it could be a stool. It's not a couch. It's not a table. It's something you build. It's made out of wood. It's painted by you. And it's not for other people. It's only for you, Matt. Okay, thank you. Your bitster chair is for you and not anyone else. Well, it's about time. Let me make that clear. So, thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Let me just, I just want to make, I just want to make sure I understand now. This book is, let me know one way or the other. Is it nonfiction or fiction? I feel like you're limiting yourself by these labels right now. Okay. And I feel like if you had read the book. No, no, no. You would. You would. I did read the book. We're in a post-label world now. Do you think I did not read the book? Of course I read it. I'm. That's. I didn't write it. I'm talking to the person that wrote it, and I'd like to know some answers. Hello. Yeah. No, I'm here. I just. Your genre. No, no. I'd like to know some answers. Okay. Now listen. What did the subjects of the book think of it? All right. This is a great way, by the way, Martin, for you to peel back the curtain and allow your listeners and readers to feel like insiders, okay? Okay. Well, let me let me do this, because I don't think you're clearly not getting it. Okay. I have a passage I'd like to read from the book, and maybe the audience can then glean what kind of genre it is or whatever you need to... If you need to label stuff all the time, that's your deal. You know what I mean? Yes. So here you go. This is from page 1,432. Although I was legally allowed, although I was not legally allowed to return to South America, I had run the Marxists off the continent, invented water in solid form, and rescued the Princess of Brazil. Given my successes, I did not feel compelled to return. Yet, the Bitster chair was calling to me. At times, it was more of an idea than a chair. Other times, it was a weight dragging me down. It was during this period I learned, a man without a chair either stands or lies down. But the true measure of manhood is found in the struggles of basic carpentry. I think that answers all your questions. Wow. Wow. 
That's pretty cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Huh. I mean, gives me a little bit of pause there. Um, so what's I know. the Bitster chair doing now? Or, I mean, what ended up happening to it? Um, It was destroyed. Oh, no. But it lives on. So you, you've you never even seen any parts of be... it anywhere? There are parts of it around, if you look. Okay. But sometimes you don't want to look too deep. Because you won't like what you find. True. True. Well, let me... I'm almost done with my questions. Uh, did the book make you like the Bitster chair more or less? That's sort of a basic question, but I'll answer uh-huh. it out of respect for our audience. It's that kind of viewpoint, genres. Am I liked? Is this possession likable? We're not on that plane anymore. Hmm. You know, I've I've been talking to my friend John Travolta. He has expressed interest in maybe producing a series of films based on my book. Is that right? That's right. And he has really taught me to see outside yourself. Sure. It's not easy for everybody. But let's remember, he was the star of Greece. I would definitely think a big it's a musical. actor would be would be good at at you know being you know as an empath. So that's he is. cool. He is, yeah. Well, it's really cool. I just want to tell you that um, this might is, be the new podcast host. This might this might have been the most exciting interview we've ever done, and I it's safe to say it was. I would strongly recommend to anyone listening to go get the, uh, you know, as go get as soon as possible this book and then read it and then um, give it to someone else and then buy another one and then read it again and then give it to another person. And then if it's everybody does that, if everybody does that, everyone in the world will have read the book within four days. Do the math. I don't want to say anything negative, but you can't break the chain. If someone buys a book for you and gives it to you and then you don't buy the book, you're going to have 180 years of bad luck. Right. Well, Do people really want that? No, nobody wants that. No, of course not, right? No. That would be crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking of which... Uh, it's time to, I think, maybe move on to hurrahs and huzzahs. Perfect. I'm ready. And I just want to say that maybe the craziest thing that I ever could have ever imagined happening happened, um, which is Martin got an Apple Watch. And so I've been watching him very carefully. We, we had a couple of days together recently in Chicago. Uh, we went to one of our favorite pubs. Well, we went to two pubs, one of which we go to, another one we also started going to. But anyway, and then we went to a White Sox game. 
And we saw Martin's family, just to make it clear. We didn't just... Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw but, an Elvis uh, impersonator. Yeah. Who yep. was excellent. We saw people parachute into Guaranteed Rate Field, uh, and so on and so forth. But so Martin now, he... Now Martin wears two watches. He wears one regular watch and then one Apple watch. And I have to say that I really sort of like this I like his style because, you know, he's not about to be told that, like, that the Apple Watch just does everything for you. No, it doesn't. One thing it is not is fashionable. So Martin has to have a fashionable watch, which he does. He has a variety of them. And then he has a watch that's kind of like, you know, like a uh, whatever, like, you know, keeps track of his heart rate, his activities. If he wants a shortcut to see who texted him without taking it out of his pocket, you know, then he then he can. But otherwise, you know, my heart rate right now is two eight four. Is that good? I don't know. I you would know. You should just tap your watch or something and like speak to it. Ask Siri what that means. I mean, Siri, undo. Text Eric. Tea time. Eleven thirty. Undo. Send. See, and just this whole experience has really taught me that, you know, unlike a lot of people, Martin is very, um, he's just unintimidated by technology. And then he also just, you know, he's just somebody that likes to stay fashionable and on top of things. So, and I mean that figuratively, um, that's the best kind of meaning. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to give Martin a hurrah because I thought that was cool. So hurrah. Thank you so much. Yep. I have been debating about my huzzah. Been really going back and forth on this one. Sorry. I originally, well, this is my new idea, but I'm going to skip this one. But the new Zencaster setup is just not good. Yeah. You can't get the lines right. It's all emo. It's not good. No. no. I'm okay. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. And if you don't like what I'm going to say, too bad. I'm brave and I'm going to say it. My huzzah this week goes out to extreme weather. We had some extreme weather yesterday in Chicago. We might have some extreme weather tonight. There's extreme weather going on all over the world, and I don't like it, and I don't care who hears it. I don't care, Matt. I don't like extreme weather. It's It's dangerous, and it's unsafe, and I don't like it. No, it's fine. I'm I'm happy you said something. Thank you. A lot of people suffer in silence. I didn't know. I know. But So I'm going to say something. Good. I don't like extreme weather. Good. Keep saying it. I don't like extreme weather. Okay, good. I mean, you don't have to keep saying it, but just so you know, as I your don't friend, like it. Just so you know, as your friend, I would, you can keep saying it as long as it takes until you feel like you've gotten it out there. Okay. I so. do not like extreme weather. All right. Okay, nice. Nice. Not even partially. Yeah, sweet. Well, Thank you. 
Are I don't cool like it either. Not? Um, I mean, you know, I live in an area where we get hurricanes this time of year. So, you know, contrary to what you would think with all the extreme weather, we haven't gotten any. But that doesn't mean we won't. Hurricanes ruin perfectly good names. They do. And then, like, you can't name your kid that anymore. Right. Because there was like, a hurricane named that. No one named, no one used the name Andrew anymore after Hurricane Andrew. Except that guy Prince Andrew in England. Yeah, and now look he's what been happened canceled. To him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So, anyway. There was probably well, a Hurricane Donald Trump, and now that name's ruined too. You know, that that's true. That's true. Damn. Well, anyway. I know. I know. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay, Martin. Let's, let's just end it there because that was okay, a little, I got a little worked up there. Yeah. I got a little worked up. Well, I, I just, I'm, let me just end the show by saying that you're, you're writing a book as the most impressive achievement I've ever experienced from anyone in any time of my life. And I just, I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I acknowledge my successes. Right. All right. Well, listen, uh, I think we've done it again. I think we've made no a great doubt. show. The, the, maybe the greatest show ever made. So For sure. Why don't we just say, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys next week. And you bon gals. Voyage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, everybody.